Welcome to another episode of the Summit Sessions Live podcast. I'm your host, Jim Bolella, and normally I'm joined by a member of the SSL crew, but this week involves Gentle Thursday and Gentle Friday, and so a lot of people have arranged to take some time off, and uh, it's just going to be me hosting the podcast this week. And before we get into the show, the SSL show from last Friday uh, that featured a band called Sugar Tradition and a singer-songwriter by the name of John Stutzman, I wanted to talk about the theme music for the show a little bit first. Now we may have we may have mentioned this in the first episode of the podcast, but I wanted to run by it again because uh, the band that recorded our theme music is called Car Crash Rhetoric. They're a band made up of former CMU students. Um, they have all since graduated to become meaningful and productive members of society. Although they might describe themselves differently than that, but I'm sticking with that description. Uh, they're great guys, all three, uh, Jake, Jeremy, and Kyle. Uh, they appeared on the first episode of Summit Sessions Live, and I don't know if I can communicate the chaos that is putting on a live music show for the very first time, but uh, it is not a calm environment. It's bananas. We have uh, a crew made up entirely of students, some with a little experience, some without. Uh, it was an idea um, that was cooked up in order to give them a, an opportunity to put on some live programming and learn a few things. So this crew signed up to do this show, and we booked a band, Car Crash Rhetoric, as well as a singer-songwriter, um, the name escapes me right now, but uh, Car Crash, um, they played many gigs here in Mount Pleasant and also around Michigan. So they certainly have experience playing uh, in front of an audience, but playing to television cameras is really a very different thing. So you're playing to cameras, which are inanimate objects, and then you're being interviewed by an actual human in between. So it's not exactly your average bar gig that they're used to. Um, and for many of the bands that work with us, it's their first time on television. So they're, it's simulcast on MHTV, the campus television station here at Central Michigan University. And it also goes out simultaneously over YouTube Live. And while that's happening, it's being recorded to be played back later uh, that same evening, usually right after, on WMHW, which is uh, Mountain 91.5, the student-run radio station, one of two student-run radio stations here at CMU. So um, CMU actually has three radio stations on campus, uh, one of which is WCMU, which is a public radio station, which is an NPR affiliate. That's very separate. Those people are uh, paid professionals that run that operation. Our two operations, our two radio stations here in Moore Hall are entirely run 
by students. Um, and if, uh, but they are, however, licensed by the Federal Communications Commission, which means we have to follow federal government guidelines when it comes to things like language. And this is the reason that the show is delayed. We record it live off of uh, the TV feed and play it back later because if something untoward should happen, we have to edit the show for radio broadcast and then play it back later. So um, Car Crash Rhetoric is a band that has been hanging around Moore Hall for some time. Uh, Jake the drummer was the music director at uh, Mountain 91.5. So when we were looking for bands to record with uh, at MMR, More Media Records, our student-run record label, Car Crash Rhetoric was already right there in our backyard. So naturally, we hooked up with them to do some recording, and um, they were in the studio working on some stuff, and we simply asked them, uh, you know, we need a theme song for this TV show that we're going to be starting soon. And um, we asked them if they had any songs that maybe we could remix or edit to cut down. Because, you know, normally songs are, you know, three minutes long, four minutes long. And that was going to be way out of proportion for a TV show. We said, you know, we're we're looking for something that's maybe 30 seconds and uh, one of the guys in the band, I don't remember which one, uh, spoke up and said, you know, we do have a song that's like 35 seconds. <laughs> I said, you got to be kidding me. Uh, they said, no, seriously, we worked up this little ditty. Um, we never, you know, it doesn't have any, doesn't actually, you know what, this is a really good question. I'd have to ask the guys again as to whether they ever had any lyrics to that song. Um, cause it was, they really liked the music, which is why they, you know, they sort of kept it and, and had it rehearsed. Uh, it's really catchy as you can tell from listening to it. It's, it's pretty cool, but you, what you just heard at the beginning of this podcast was that song in its entirety as written by the band. That's all they wrote. They wrote that 34 seconds, whatever it is. It's an odd, uh, an odd timing, but um, that's all they had, and they liked it, and they just stopped right there, never completed it as a three- or four-minute song. So when we said we were looking for theme music that was about 30 seconds, they said, well, we just happened to have something for you, and they played it, and when we heard it, we went wow, not only do I really like it, I think it would be appropriate for the show. I think it would work. Um, it's definitely got that indie edge to it. It doesn't sound like um, a polished, overly produced uh, record that would come out of a major label. It's um, It's got a lot of energy and it's powerful, uh, but it also gives you that that uh, indie edge that lets you know that you're not about to watch American Idol. 
Uh, it's definitely something different. It's got that indie rock flair to it. And although SSL is not all about indie rock, uh, it's certainly about the indie spirit. Uh, we have a lot of young bands, none of whom uh, are assigned to labels, um, uh, and many of whom are not even heading in that direction. It's uh, young people who are just creative and looking for outlets to have their music be heard. And we are more than happy to provide that outlet. If you want to connect with Summit Sessions Live on Twitter, uh, you can find us at Summit underscore Sessions. And, of course, if you want to see the show, uh, please visit us on YouTube. Uh, just put in, type in Summit Sessions Live, and we should be the first thing that pops up on YouTube. The archived versions of our show, uh, well, they, they go out live over YouTube, and obviously they live there for a while. But the the other, the archived versions of these episodes go on Vimeo. If you find um, MHTV on Vimeo, you can find full episodes there. So, um, anyway, uh, that's the, uh, that's the quick story about the theme music for SSL. It comes from car crash rhetoric rhetoric, and they were just here in Mount Pleasant performing live last weekend, uh, at the festival of justice music festival, which was an all day, uh, music event held in Pierce Hall. It was going to be outside, but the weather did not cooperate because when we all woke up Saturday morning <laughs> uh, to come in and start setting up for the day, there was snow on the ground here in, uh, well, that would have been the very end of March. So the show was on uh, March 30th, and we woke up to snow on the ground and that snow quickly turned into rain, so that was going to be a mud fest outside. And we always had a backup plan in place, which was to do it in Pierce Hall in uh, one of the big lecture halls there, 127, which seats about 300 people. And uh, we figured that would be, uh, we would be adequate, and it was. Um, so Car Crash Rhetoric was one of the performers uh, at that show as they continue to... Uh, play around Michigan and um, it's always great to see those guys um, whenever they come through town and they do come through every once in a while. Anyway, um, moving on, I want to start talking about this week's SSL show, the band Sugar Tradition. Again, these are mostly very young bands that we get and what consistently surprises me a little bit about many of these young bands is the fact that so many of them have influences that seem to go back to the sixties and seventies. And sometimes I think to myself, how is that even possible? But then I quickly remember their parents come from that era. They have aunts and uncles from that era. And so they've been exposed to Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and the who and the stones and all the classics, uh, from that era. Uh, and this band sugar tradition that we're going to hear from first, uh, definitely has a little bit of that, uh, psychedelic music tradition that you might hear in some sixties music 
They also have a little bit of a vibe that goes down the jam band road, like maybe they were influenced by the Grateful Dead or something like that. But um, why don't I just play some music and let you decide? Uh, This first track we're going to hear is exactly as it was mixed live on Summit Sessions um, last Friday. This track is called Maui Wowie Man on the Summit Sessions Live podcast.
as advertised, definitely a psychedelic vibe uh, that goes way back, uh, way back before any of these guys were ever born. That's Maui Waui Man from Sugar Tradition on the SSL podcast. Um, these guys uh, came in with some pretty big and loud equipment. Their amplifiers were a lot bigger than we're used to. And believe me, it was jamming in the studio. Uh, it was it was really like a concert in there. And uh, I definitely want to point out that we provide earplugs for all of the crew that has to stay in the studio while the band is performing because it gets very loud in there. Uh, it's a pretty good size room. But these bands are used to playing bars uh, that could be many different sizes, reception halls, you name it. So this band seemed to be prepared to play for some larger venues. And so their equipment was, uh, I don't want to say overwhelming, but it could have been. I think had they turned it up any more, it would have been overwhelming for the space. But uh you know, this is one of the reasons you people enjoy concerts. The the energy that loud music seems to provide for people uh, is part of the experience. When that uh, when that bass super amplified really starts to rattle your rib cage, uh, you feel something that you don't feel when you listen to music at home or. Even in the cars, the the sound waves are just so intense. You can actually physically feel it in your bones, literally, um, uh, when it's when it's that loud. But um, anyway, they they put on a great show. Uh, they're very interesting visually. You can tell that they're really into the performance that they're giving. Uh, it's a good stage show, as well as a, a pretty unique musical experience. Let's go ahead and play another track from Sugar Tradition right now. This is called Slummin' Around.
Sugar Tradition is the name of the band from uh, the most recent episode of Summit Sessions Live. That's slumming around. And uh, we've been talking about the fact that although these are, you know, young 20-something musicians, uh, they do seem to be taking on an influence that goes way back. And I know that uh, in rehearsal the day before when we have the bands come in and we run through the whole show, uh, to try and get the timing down and get them acclimated to the format and the setup and make sure everything's going to work for the live show. Um, I couldn't help but notice, uh, to me, there was something about their vibe that told me these guys could probably, without too much effort, emulate the doors. Um, I don't want to say uh, it would probably be wrong for me to say that their singer had a Jim Morrison vibe, uh, but it's also not crazy to say that either. Uh, you could, I don't know if, uh, how many people would agree with that, but, um, you know, he kind of cuts loose sometimes in the way that Jim Morrison did. And uh, there's kind of that reckless abandon there and that aggression uh, when he attacks some of the lyrics, that gives me a Doors feeling. Um, but, you know, what these what these young guys uh, would know about the Doors theoretically should be almost nothing. Um, but clearly they've been exposed to something that resonated with them. And I think that's one of the things that uh, amazes amazes me about classic rock is how it has jumped over into the next generation. It's certainly normal for children to grow up not liking most of the music that their parents liked. Uh, but sometimes music transcends generations. And a lot of classic rock has done that. Uh, I've seen a lot of young people that are uh, nuts about Pink Floyd. Certainly many that are nuts about Led Zeppelin, uh, Black Sabbath, Jimi Hendrix. And it's one thing to like listening to that music and to appreciate it for what it is. But it's another thing to incorporate that vibe into your own original music when you're writing and performing. And I guess that's what amazes me more than anything is that given a choice to completely create their own music and their own artistic expression, these young people have chosen to include these elements from music that goes 30 years uh, possibly 30 years, at least 20 years, uh, before they were born. That's pretty amazing to have that appreci appreciation and to have your own music kind of be an homage uh, to those sounds and those approaches to writing and performing. Um, but when music strikes, uh, hits a nerve, uh, and I guess for, for many people who write and perform music, they hope that their music will be timeless. You know, uh, some people may be going for a dated sound based on the current trend, but one of the reasons that classic rock is called classic is because its sound was not based on any particular trend 
uh, or something like auto-tune. You know, it wasn't based on a, a piece of technology. It was based on just raw musicianship. It was guitar, bass, and drums a lot of the time. And it was just about playing the instruments and singing the songs. It was, with the exception of bands like Kiss, <laughs> it was relatively gimmick-free. Um, not to say that no bands, you know, Alice Cooper had plenty of gimmicks. I guess you could call them gimmicks, but it was really a theatrical show. I think the word gimmick is understating, far understating what he did live. Um, but anyway, there was a certain honesty and timelessness to getting up on stage with just guitars, a bass player, a drum kit, and a singer, and just performing what you wrote uh, without much else. Now, yeah, some bands had flash pots and explosions and light shows, and uh, but I think that's been part of music for a very long time. Uh, and I wouldn't consider those things gimmicks uh, because you also see those in theater. You know, uh, to an extent, uh, those things go way, way back uh, and could maybe be considered classic themselves. Anyway, as the show progresses here, and there's another uh, another little something different about this show that I want to mention is that in this episode of SSL, our regular host, Anna Brown, uh, was out. And so Carrie Brewer who normally does the music in the mitten segment that runs at the halfway point in the show, actually performed as host and did a fantastic job, I thought, uh, fit right in with in what seemed like an effortless performance. Uh, she slid right in front of the camera and performed as if she'd done it a thousand times before. It, it's not an easy thing to do. Again, talking to an inanimate object like a camera or a microphone for that matter is a lot different than talking to a person uh, in terms of how, you know, if you, you think about how you stand uh, and of course, one thing people often agonize over is I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, but Carrie seems pretty relaxed in front of the camera Um and also has uh, uh, her usual pleasant voice that she's always had on Music in the Mitten. Does a great job of uh, interfacing with the bands and uh, helping them to feel comfortable during the show. Because, uh, as I said, for many of them, it's their first time being on television. And they're a little bit nervous because they realize this is going out on the web and their fans are going to see it. Their family and friends are going to see it. Uh, and so they want to make a good impression. Anyway, uh, as you know, the first half of the show is usually uh, a full band, and the second half of the show is a singer-songwriter or some kind of solo artist, and that's certainly what we have in John Stutzman, and uh, I'm going to play a song by him right now called Something Ironic on the SSL Podcast. I said, isn't it ironic 
John Stutzman on the SSL podcast. So um, another thing I want to point out, when we do the show, More Media Records, our student-run record label, provides the crew uh, that takes care of most of the audio support and certainly the audio support for the bands and uh, singer-songwriters in that we set up all the microphones which run back to our main control room where we create a mix and that mix goes out as the audio track for television and YouTube live. Now in the bands uh, that you hear in this episode, and you can hear it clearly on John Stutzman, you, and it was also very clear on sugar tradition as well. You can hear there's a reverb effect on the voice and that is added by more media records. The artists uh, did not bring that equipment with them. We don't even know if it's part of their act when they perform live. Our record label people are in the studio, in the studio, putting a mix together and they're allowed to use their own discretion sometimes in adding an effect to try and enhance uh, the performance a little bit and add a little vibe to what's going out on TV and later on radio. And so based on the retro vibe of the band, they decided to add uh, the reverb effect to Sugar Tradition, which I thought was a good call. It seemed to be in line with what they were doing. And also with John Stutzman, um, it, it does seem to add a retro vibe that might not necessarily be there as much with his music, but it does warm the voice up some. Um, 
because uh, we are performing in a television studio and without that space around it, sometimes the performance can be a little bit, uh, as far as sound is concerned, it can be a little dry. What you can't see is that uh, where the cameras are, out in front of the performers, just behind the cameras, there's a large curtain that we drop down. So we have a curtain, as you can see, behind the band, the performers, and we also have one behind the cameras. And that dries up the sound a little bit in that room, so it doesn't echo very much. Now, when you go see a band um, at a bar or a club, for instance, there's usually uh, some kind of ambience that the club provides. The The space is large enough that there's some kind of echo that you're hearing inside. And that gives uh, that can give a, a little bit of warmth or a little bit of depth and dimension to the performance that you're hearing. You don't really notice it because the club is full of people. People, of course absorb a little bit of that sound. It dries up the sound of the room a little bit, but um, nonetheless, every space imparts a little something unique to the sound bouncing around inside of it. And uh, our studio can be a little bit dry sounding, so sometimes we may add some reverb usually just to the voice, not the whole band, usually something to the voice just to warm it up a little bit. And sometimes it can really add a vibe like it did with Sugar Tradition. And sometimes it just adds some warmth and some natural space to the performance. Um, uh, that being said, I want to play another song by John Stutzman now. This is called Just Like not like on the SSL podcast.
John Stutzman on the SSL podcast, Just Like, Not Like, the name of that song, uh, definitely sounded like a personal composition, maybe from some life life experience. Uh, some uh, pretty good guitar playing on that piece. A uh, lot of strumming, but uh, a lot of energy that went into it. And he really fills the space with the guitar playing Sometimes uh, with some sparse guitar playing on a singer-songwriter track, it can sound a little um, empty or a little mm, uh, naked, maybe a little too naked sometimes. Uh, but here the guitar really complements the voice nicely, and the guitar really drives the energy of a solo piece like this. Um, again, with these young performers... Uh, they haven't cultivated their act into what it's going to be yet. They're still developing as performers. It actually takes a long time. I mean, you may not notice it as much, but a lot of bands, even those that have made it uh, in the showbiz end of the music world, uh, progress a lot. Now, sometimes they progress in ways that you don't notice as much because there's a there's a different producer on an album and the producer takes them in a different creative direction. But uh, it does cause the band to learn and grow and try new things. And oftentimes they're never the same after that. Uh, Bands are just people, too, and they have experiences that influence them. And sometimes after you have a certain experience, you're just it's impossible for you to be the same person after that. Uh, it's sort of like once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. You can't not know it. You can't deny that it's in your brain now and it wasn't before. And that inherently changes you in some way. Um, and all of our experiences and our learning does that for us. Uh, so it can be really rewarding to watch these young artists grow creatively as they, uh, and also as they gather more life experience, it inevitably makes its way into their art. And um, I think there's just something very human about being the listener and the observer of that and going through that journey with the artist. Um, and over a long period of time, as that artist's life takes so many twists and turns, uh, you know, we might live through it in a way with them through things like social media, but I don't think we ever feel as connected to it as we do when they sing about it in their original songs. I want to play just one more here from uh, from John Stutzman, and then we'll uh, conclude the podcast for today. This last song is called Blurred Out.
Thank you. John Stutzman, uh, the song is blurred out here on the SSL podcast. That's the last song uh, I'm going to play today. I did squeeze in one extra. We usually do two songs from each performer. I did three from John. Uh, since I don't have a co-host today, we did a little bit, little bit less talking. So I thought, why not squeeze in an extra song? Uh, because listening to some fresh music is always good. Uh, I want to close out uh, the podcast by playing the the full theme song again, uh, written and performed by Car Crash Rhetoric. Um, if I get a chance uh, to ask them again about this in the future, I believe the song has a name, and I believe it may have some lyrics. And if it does, I will get them from the band, and we'll have some fun talking about that. Uh, thing I love, one of the things I love about Car Crash Rhetoric is the, the chemistry, the friendship between the three guys in the band. Uh, when they get together in the studio and play, it's kind of a comedy show. They have so much fun together, and most of the fun that they have is derived from insulting each other, but in a way that lets you know that they're incredibly good friends. They insult each other in a way that only good friends can. <laughs> and it's, uh, I think, I think most of you will understand uh, what I'm talking about, but they're just uh, a ton of fun to hang out with They're And they're just great guys. Uh, and they put on uh, a really fun stage show with uh, a tremendous amount of energy and you can really feel it. Uh, I saw them perform here on campus last week, and there's just a, there's an energy that they put out that really cuts through you. You see them live, and you, you, you pick up on that energy, and you really enjoy the show. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Summit Sessions Live. Uh, I'm Jim Bolella flying solo today, and we'll try and find a co-host next, next time around. We have one show left this semester. Uh, remember, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, it's at Summit underscore Sessions. And also, you can watch full episodes on YouTube with archived episodes, episodes on Vimeo. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.